Hey, it's Ray. Uh, you're listening to the second episode of Real Too Low. Um, we are going to get really, really real today and really deep. If this episode gets a little messy and personal, I'm sorry. It's a hard topic to actually put into words. Um, and I actually think that's one reason why it's important for me to try to do that because it's something a lot of people have experience with but they can't verbalize it well or get their loved ones to understand so I'm going to try we're talking about trauma Um, we're talking about healing from trauma and how that looks over the course of years because it truly follows you your whole life Uh, I think it's important for a couple of reasons that we have this conversation and that we kind of dive deep into the topic as much as I can put into words. I think it's important because one, some people don't understand. Not everybody has experienced trauma to an extreme extent and they might not carry it with them throughout their lives or understand the full effect. I think everyone experiences it to some degree. Um, whether that's within their childhood years or in a toxic relationship or in any kind of unhealthy environment. I think that there is healing that has to be done after anything like that. But not everybody fully understands the depth of trauma that just cuts so deep and follows you for years. Um, So I think it's important for people... Uh, who are involved with somebody who suffers from PTSD because that's literally what it is to have a sense of awareness and understanding Uh, and if you're not willing to be understanding and gentle sometimes then it's a safer bet that you just walk away it's not something to take lightly of course it's not an excuse for somebody to treat you poorly but it is something that takes patience and that like can't be turned off like a light switch for your comfortability so if you want someone easy with no baggage I really suggest that you go find that instead um like I said this discussion I think is really important because If you don't understand the depth of really severe trauma, I think that it can hinder relationships and it can hinder your understanding um, towards people who really need you to be understanding. Secondly, I think that the people who are severely impacted um, by past traumas and abusive relationships uh, and toxic childhood these people I personally just want them to know that they are not alone and that they're not fucking crazy I have spent so much of my last several years feeling like completely out of control like I'm out of my mind I'm not out of my mind um I have over time started to regain some control over my emotions and understand my triggers so that I can have better control over my reactions Um, but I'm not 
perfect and just like most trauma and abuse survivors I can be pushed into a trauma response sometimes for really like trivial reasons that causes conflict and that can be pretty embarrassing and then again you're left with those feelings of shame and self-doubt and you just feel insane crazy but you aren't crazy the healing process is not linear please know that your journey towards normalcy doesn't have to be perfect so everything I said I think kind of sums up why this topic is um, I mean it's not a fun conversation to have and it's not like a fun nice thing to talk about but I think that it is something that needs to be talked about for those reasons and so I'm going to repeat myself here um, because possibly the most important thing to know and I hope this brings you some comfort if you're struggling the healing process is not linear it doesn't have to be nobody will expect that of you it's not easy fast it's not simple but you're going to get there and you don't have to be perfect your effort within yourself is enough please just make sure you're really working on your self-awareness and holding yourself accountable that is so so important especially when it comes to your relationships and friendships um, and your relationship with your own self I uh, want to touch base quickly on something I know a lot of trauma and abuse survivors really struggle with because in my personal experience this particular consequence uh, effect of having outbursts and dealing poorly with trauma can make it seem that much more devastating and make you personally feel worse about yourself um and that is that there can definitely be collateral damage to the people around us when a a, um, trauma response is triggered and that's one of the hardest things yes you're a victim but now we're at the phase where we are no longer victim and we have to take accountability and personal responsibility and make the active effort to grow and heal and change and that I think is the hardest part and there's a lot of guilt involved in trauma because of that collateral damage a lot of the time so for me and for a lot of people it's extremely easy to have an episode that turns into guilt that turns into shame and depression and anxiety and overthinking and it just sets off a really difficult cycle It truly is important to try hard to stay aware of your triggers and control your responses, especially towards people who did not cause your trauma. Nobody should have to suffer for pain that somebody else caused you. Will it happen? Probably. Should we recognize it and try to regain control over it so that we don't hurt the people we love? Yes. (laughs) Again, healing isn't linear. It doesn't have to be perfect, but the effort has to be there. My personal trauma um, 
stems from an extremely abusive relationship and I suffer from what I think are very common trauma habits and responses. Um, To preface, I really have worked hard within myself over the last couple of years since my relationship ended uh, to face my trauma and the problems it created and try to improve as a person and fix some of that damage. I definitely am hard on myself, kind of beat myself up when I have an outburst and I think that's pretty common. I know that to a lot of people I seem dramatic or crazy (laughs) and being aware of that, like knowing that it looks that way, makes it feel even worse. Um, But I have gotten better, not perfect, but better at being aware of what specifically I did in response to what and use that to make small improvements as best as I can and it's okay to feel bad about it for a minute but then we have to stop wallowing in our own pity party and be grown-ups and take accountability and use our mistakes as an opportunity to learn and grow um a lot of my personal triggers revolve around feeling a complete lack of control during my last relationship and basically being put down and constantly told that I couldn't do anything right. Everything with my ex was a fight. Everything. I'm talking fighting over literal spilled milk. Like I was on eggshells every single day because it took nothing to set him off and then I was in for a hell of a day and it would be the stupidest things like I got absolutely berated and beaten for moving his cans from the fridge to the cooler for a road trip too slow. And then we left and the whole nine hour drive, he just told me how much he couldn't stand me and that he hated me and that I was embarrassing and that I better not ruin his vacation and I better not act like that on our trip. Like things like that, when you do literally nothing wrong, but you're made to feel like you absolutely cannot do right in their eyes, you start to really feel like that's true. And I got into like a weird mindset um, where I was kind of in a gray area. I didn't fully believe, I didn't fully believe that yet. Um, Didn't fully hold on to the idea that he was feeding me, that I was messing up all the time and that like I sucked and I was horrible and I was embarrassing. Um, I didn't fully believe that yet, but I also didn't know how to defend myself because the, like, looking back, the confrontation of me defending myself, that confrontation would always lead to such a worse conflict that it was easier for me to just believe what he was saying than to defend myself and cause more hell for myself afterwards. Now being confronted, even when I'm actually doing something wrong or something that upsets someone, can trigger that defense for me. Like, not always. Usually I'm good about being aware of the situation and I really do pride myself in my ability to take personal responsibility and right my wrongs because I don't want to upset anybody. But again, I'm not perfect, so sometimes that response just happens. 
and it's honestly embarrassing to put up a fight when I'm the one who was wrong to begin with and that hurts the other person even more makes me look like a fucking asshole and then begins the cycle of shame and guilt and it's just so crazy how small things like that follow you after the fact and trigger something that was so deeply rooted inside of you it's honestly like unfair because it wasn't our choice and we didn't ask for it but we are responsible for fixing it and healing it um it's just so crazy because i think that most victims of abuse and people who carry trauma with them can relate to the same thing um in that like that lack of control that it's really hard to regain a sense of control and a sense of I'm not fucking everything up all the time and a sense of just feeling secure within yourself um that is one of the hardest parts of the whole like healing process and the whole life after trauma process because it's such a mind fuck when you're dealing with it like when you're in the moment it's it's huge it's huge to feel that way and to truly believe that you're always you're always in the wrong you just can't do anything right so there's like a weird transition after the fact where at least for me but I'm sure for a lot of people where you're trying to get out of that mindset but it still sticks with you and so you go into fight mode and you go into like defense mode um and it can just lead to really bad consequences all around for yourself for the people around you and it's just it's a crazy thing um uh a lot of people develop ptsd from physical or sexual abuse too and in my relationship the abuse from my ex became physical almost right away and it literally became physical when I started trying to defend myself against his name calling or his insults Uh, if I had anything to say to defend myself he would slam me down onto the ground or against the wall and smother my whole face so that I wasn't able to speak and usually wouldn't get off of me until I could barely breathe because that was the point that he knew I wouldn't try it again and the abuse got so much worse over time I was constantly being choked out hit he once beat me downtown so badly that my whole face and jaw and neck were swollen and bruised and he wouldn't let me leave the apartment for over a week even to go to work because he knew um that someone might call the police or ask what happened um, because I, I couldn't cover it up with makeup. Like, my whole face was just swollen and I, I didn't even look like myself. Um, and this happened right after he was released from Douglas County Jail uh, in 2017 for assaulting me on 24th Street against a brick wall. 
So he was, obviously he didn't want to go right back to jail. So he basically just hid me away in the apartment. Um, but the more violent he became, the less willing that I was to try standing up for myself. And the more hopeless I started to feel. I was miserable. And to this day, I have such conflicted responses to things. Um, so, like, I either get really fired up and feel this overwhelming need to take my power back and defend myself hard, or I sit down and shut the fuck up to avoid any problems. Like, it's not that I think everyone is going to choke me or beat me up, but that sense of being on eggshells and having to choose my battles or get assaulted, that hasn't gone away, and that one is really hard for myself and for a lot of um, survivors to shake off. I know that. And it's probably extremely frustrating for people that I'm close with sometimes because it can seem like I'm unpredictable. Um, like in the instances that I do get combative, like I'm not going to fight anyone. I'm not going to put my hands on anyone. Um, but I do get this aggressive, like self-defense kind of survival mode where I feel like I really have no other response than to demand control over the situation and demand my power back. Um, but just like a lot of people, uh, I'm just afraid. I have this defense or like a wall up that I hate people. And it's like, I say it uh, really lightly all the time. Like, I say it casually. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And I hate everyone. I hate people. But really, I'm literally scared of people. I'm scared of saying the wrong thing or doing something the wrong way and just facing consequences that I've had to deal with before. And that really sticks with a person, you know? Um... So the point of this episode isn't to make anyone feel bad for me either. The point is that these things happen to tons of people every single day. And then the damage just isn't done once the trauma stops happening. I'm already, I'm so tired of saying the word trauma. I'm sure I sound like a broken record and I'm sorry. But there's just, like I said, this is a hard topic to put into words and to verbalize and to like articulate well so I'm just doing my best here (laughs) but um yeah the damage just doesn't stop and end and is gone once the abuse stops happening or the trauma stops happening it follows you those mindsets the fear the confusion the not knowing how to respond doesn't go away and that's literally the goal of abusers and narcissists is that they truly want to take your power away and make you feel defenseless and make you question everything that goes through your own mind and question all of your own actions and then you truly feel crazy i felt like a prisoner in my own head I wanted to end my life so many times because you can't just, like, leave yourself. You can't, like, move out and walk away from your own self. And with people like my ex and, like, so many abusers, you don't even necessarily hate them for abusing you. Maybe after the fact, but while you're there in that relationship, it's it's not even that you really hate them in the moment for the abuse. 
um, they make you feel like you need them and they make you hate yourself. And that is why the trauma and the PTSD is so long lasting and so hard to heal from sometimes because they really make it about self-deprecation and you can't do anything right and you're ugly and you're worthless and nobody will ever love you. So you stop loving you too. And it's such a battle trying to move on in life after that. You still question your every move, your every thought. Like you don't feel secure in your own mind. You still wonder if this person was here witnessing this right now, would I be in trouble? Would I get attacked right now? And every little thing, every little normal thing that you do throughout your day is such a fucking ordeal because you have to learn to trust yourself again and learn that you're capable of living your life and that you were never crazy to begin with. You were never bad to begin with. I know a lot of the time when we think of trauma we think of like childhood trauma and I just I didn't have a lot of that I'm grateful for my childhood I know we struggled growing up but my mom poured so much love into us and into our household that I really can't speak on childhood trauma um I think that is partially why I survived the abuse the way that I did because I still had that inside of me that my mom's love and that little bit of innocence and happiness just kind of pulled me through those really unbearable three years of my life. So that's kind of off topic, but I just wanted to address that because I'm sure some people will click on this podcast um, and think they're going to hear about like daddy issues. But um, no, I think a lot of the triggers and behaviors are very much the same though. It is hard, really fucking hard to continue with your life after dealing with an abuser or a narcissist. It's very hard to have no sense of control over your life after that, no matter who's doing it to you. And again, I think it's so important to remain aware of what you went through, what your triggers are, which you learn over time. And also over time, you learn how to have a handle on your actions um, in response to those triggers life after trauma you're going to lose friends relationships won't survive your ptsd sometimes it's a really fucking hard journey after the abuse ends to get your life back and it's hard on the people who place themselves in your life afterwards too i still stand by the notion that if you aren't prepared for someone's baggage or you don't have the patience or you're just going to get upset with somebody who's healing from abuse or trauma, then you need to spare both of you the trouble and just walk. You have to be willing to have some compassion, understand that it's not always going to be a walk in the park, and stand by that person regardless. I will never fault someone for walking away from me if they can't handle my PTSD or they don't want to. I think that's respectable to be aware of that and to say, I don't think I'm the one, I'm sorry, and walk away. But I will struggle to forgive somebody for sticking around and making it worse for me and treating me poorly over something that I'm trying so hard to work on. I, it really goes both ways. I don't really know how to continue this without just repeating myself. Um, I hope this gave you some insight regardless of what position you're in if you're learning and healing and dealing with 
PTSD and life after abuse, I really just want you to believe me when I say you are not alone, and I can't say it enough, you are not a psycho, you're not crazy, you're going to get there, I'm going to get there too. Uh, This episode is kind of meant also as a segue into the next couple of episodes, which might not appeal to everybody, but I'm going to mention it now so that you can kind of decide for yourself if you're going to come back for the next few episodes, but I'm going to be having a three-part discussion about my experience with my abuser. Uh, A lot of people here know exactly who he is but don't exactly know the extent of what he put me through. And I also think it's important for people to know their peers and who they should and shouldn't trust or associate with and to know who these people truly are that are in their lives. I'm going to talk about um, red flags and warning signs and then the beginning of my personal relationship that kind of combined together and then second I'll talk about basically being deep into the relationship and living with abuse and my personal experience again and then I want to do a third episode about when enough is enough how to get out of a toxic abusive relationship and basically how to continue your life after the abuse ends because that's really not where the story ends ever um so that is kind of what will be coming up in the next few episodes (sighs) i hope anyone listening to this who has similar experiences feels safe to reach out to me to talk to share their story or their thoughts or even questions that i can answer privately or in my next episode this is a safe place for everyone and everyone is welcome here everyone's thoughts are welcome here um yeah i guess that is it uh like i said we keep it very real here this is not a little party of a podcast i really want to talk about things that are important and things that not everyone wants to talk about and things that are deep and messy and I mean you're listening to Real Too Low I'm gonna keep it as real as I can and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night or a wonderful rest of your day and keep it real